Hey everyone, I am Delana Orlena from whatever you may know me by, and welcome to the second Timothy 2 and 22 podcast. This is our 11th episode, and I want you guys to like, comment, subscribe, uh, follow, or whatever the platform is asking you guys to do, and I am very happy that you're here and you're listening. And let's get into today's episode. Side note right now, I am like mad hot. Like, <laughs> I, if you don't know, well, you probably don't know this, obviously, because I don't think I said this on the podcast. I live in upstairs, downstairs. Um, and my room, everything that's upstairs is mine. Like, my bathroom and my bedroom. So all my, my parents call it my castle. The only problem with it is everything else in the house is downstairs, except for my bathroom. And I'm tired, and I really want some water, but I don't feel like going downstairs. But it's like mad hot right now, and I got the fan on. But anyway, whew, let's get into our episode today. So you guys know what the episode is by the title of the episode Obviously, it's not. I wish I could, like, surprise you with the title and be like, today's title is. I could li- literally name this, like, episode 11 and then tell you what the title is in the end or, like, whenever I want to. That sounds lit. But I'm not going to do that. Anyway, so today's scripture of the episode, if you don't know, we do a scripture and then we do a song of the episode. So today's scripture of the episode is, um, you have to stick with me because it's from Luke 15, but it's different parts of the scripture so Luke 15 and 6 says and coming home he calls his friends and neighbors together saying to them rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep Luke 15 verse 9 says when she finds it she calls her friends and neighbor together saying rejoice with rejoice with me because I have found the lost coin I lost Luke twenty three, Luke fifteen twenty three and twenty four says, "Then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it, and let's celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is now found." So they begin to celebrate. Of course, a lot of this because I broke it down from three different parts of Luke fifteen, which was the original name of this title, um, <laughs> of this episode. I broke down the um, the chapter um, with these four verses, and I'm gonna provide context, literal context to you, um, after we get into our song of the episode, which is "Restoration" by Ruben Stuttered. It took me forever to spell this name, and his this last name and it's so basic. Um, I love this song. This has always been one of my favorite songs since I was a kid. Obviously, I didn't know what he was talking about until I got like started reading the Bible myself and this song is so good it literally um is talking about being restored and one of the verses focuses around Luke 15 actually um with the 23rd and 24th um verse and so I'm gonna talk about that after you hear the song Restoration by Reuben Stuttered people here you go
Okay. So that was Restoration. I love that song. It's so good. It's just such a bop. Because, like, I, if you guys don't know, if I don't remember if you guys, I told you guys this, but with these songs, you're going to get the old school. You're going to get the new school. You're going to get the worship. You're going to get the Christian rap. You're going to get the gospel. You don't have, you don't know what I'm having you listen to. Because I grew up with older people. And so I there's so many older songs I know. It's funny because my bonus mom was like, I know more older songs than one of her her best friends. <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. But I I know a whole bunch of old songs, and I love the old songs. That's 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 always been one of my favorites. But I also love rap. And so when I came to Christian rap, it's like, oh, my goodness, this is hitting. And then I love worship. And so that, you're just going to get it all with me. Okay, so these songs, songs of the episode, you don't ever know. You can get the old school, the new school. It don't matter as long as it's glorifying God. God, then that's the song of the episode. Anyway, so in the one of the verses of the song, he talks he talks about the prodigal son, and I never knew the story behind the prodigal son. Like I haven't heard it, you know what I'm saying? I've heard the parables and many preachings. Once again, at a certain time and age, I really kind of wasn't really paying attention. You hear it on TV shows like the prodigal son, like oh my goodness, the prodigal son has. I think I think I'm saying that wrong. That word wrong. Um, the prodigal son has returned home. So once, once I realized this was a biblical, like this came from the Bible, like the prodigal son, the, the idea or the, um, the story behind it was of biblical origin. I, I was like, that's crazy. Cause there's so many things, which I'm going to, we're going to talk about in letter EP. There's so many things that you find that you hear a lot that aren't in the Bible, like, cleanliness is next to godliness that's not in the bible but so many people say it like it's 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 somewhere in the bible like it should be next to one it should be one of the ten commandments or something like people say it like that and then you find out other things that really are in the bible that other people say so um i went to go read the prodigal son um i read this story long ago and so when this episode came to me, I was going to study it again. But when I read The Prodigal Son a long time ago, it wasn't in the whole context of the chapter. It was just the section about The Prodigal Son. So this time I read it, I was like, I started reading The Prodigal Son section again. I said, wait a second, why don't I just read the whole chapter? Just to make sure I'm getting full context. Because sometimes we read just a part of a chapter and not understand the full context of the story. And honestly... I love the Bible because every word, every period, every comma, when you realize that it'll be like a verse and then the verse ends, but the sentence doesn't end. The sentence continues in the next chapter, the next verse. God has purpose for every sentence, period, comma, breaking point. You know what I'm saying? He has, he has, um, purpose in that. So I was like, I'm gonna just go ahead and read the whole chapter. And I did. And I said, wait a second. I knew all, I knew, I've heard of all of those parables, but I didn't know they were right next to each other. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know they were right next to each other. I said, Luke 15 has a theme. And so I'm reading about it. I'm like, oh my goodness. So if you, if you never read Luke 15, I've, I haven't read all four gospels. I've been in Matthew. I read Matthew and I met, I read John. I'm still getting through Mark and Luke. And if you haven't read Luke 15, Luke chapter 15, um, Jesus talking to the people in the Pharisees, because, you know, the Pharisees was on they, they was just doing too much. Like, oh my goodness. Like, he eating what he eating with sinners. 
Like, that's just, uh, like, that's weird. But so Jesus goes to tell these three parables. Um, one about the lost sheep, which if you know, uh, it's a certain worship song, you'll understand where this reference comes from. The lost, um, coin and the prodigal son. So the lost sheep was where Jesus describes a man who has a hundred sheep and he loses one. He goes out and he finds it. Okay. And then when he finds it, he goes home and rejoice. The lost coin was about, um, a woman who has 10 coins and she loses one. She searches for her homes. She searches her house until she finds it. And then she rejoices with her neighbor. You see a pattern here. Um, the prodigal son story is a little bit different than the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin. It kind of, it's, it's a little deeper than just, um, the formatting of the first two parables. So it's about a younger, the youngest son and the oldest is, it's a purpose behind listing the older and the younger because the older does play a part, but we're not going to mention his part today. We're not going to get into his part today. The younger son goes and, um, he asks his father for his share of the will. The father gives it to him and then the son goes off and he lives a life that the Bible describes as foolish. He spends all his share and then the famine hits and then he had nothing. Long story short, he came to his senses and he went home. When he got home, he repented to his father about what happened and the father was happy. And he was like, oh, my son has returned and like we should party and just have a good time because my son is here. Like I said, there's more to that story. I suggest, I really suggest you go read it to um to yourself because even the reason I didn't mention that is because the brother's story is a whole nother topic by itself. Like it was, it was, it was, it was a lot going on. Um, so each of these stories is describing something that has been lost and found again. And once it's found, the owner the person who has lost it is rejoicing. Like they're like, Oh my goodness, I found it. Like we need to celebrate. <sighs> Spoiler. The story isn't about a lost coin. The story isn't about, well, actually the story about the lost sheep is more relevant than the lost coin, but still it's not just about the lost coin. It's not just about the sheep. It's not just about the sun, but many times we're the lost coin. We're the lost sheep. We're the prodigal son. In our moments with Christ, there are moments where we drift and we separate ourselves from God because sometimes we feel guilty or sometimes we feel unworthy. It it happens. Like it's 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 something that really does happen. So for me, I got saved at ten. Um, and I know it sounds weird, like what ten year olds I, I got saved at ten. I was I remember it, I loved it. I cause since I was a little girl, my dad first taught me about God, I was excited. So when they was like, do you want to get saved? And once I started understanding what they're talking about, I was like, yes, I want to get saved. So I got saved at 10. Um, I got baptized at 14. Um, but I rededicated my life to God when I was 16. So during COVID, um, a few months after COVID hit, cause the first few months, you know, we was partying. We was like, we're not, we're not going to school. It was lit for a few months. And after that, life kind of started getting repetitive and honestly to me my life felt so miserable like it just felt like there was no purpose I felt so depressed like I just was laying in my bed all day my grades were slipping um and I was just like I was like a tumbleweed in the wind I was just just going just 
because everything just felt so hopeless. Like, I was just drifting so far from God. And so, of course, like, around, uh, I want to say a year later, yeah, around a year later, um, around 2021, about June, the summer of 2021, I had gotten a job at Subway. And one day, um, we had a whole bunch of people at our house because my bonus mom had told her friends and my sister and um, some other friends, she was like, hey, there's a revival going on down here. And so they all came. It was like a house full of us, for real, for real. And she, they had all came. And one thing about me, I'm very family-oriented. So if my family goes anywhere, I low-key want to go because I know it's supposed to be a good time and just good fellowship. And so um, that day I didn't want to go because I just freshly gotten off work. And I got off work, I think, at like 4. And I think the revival started at 6. Yeah, I think it started at 6. And so, um, wrong. Yeah, I had gotten off at 5, and the revival started at 7. I knew it was a two-hour gap. And so, when I got home, my bonus mom was like, are you going to go? I was like, nah, I'm kind of tired, because I was smelling like pickles, onions, deli meat. Like, if you work at Subway, you know, bro, your job smell comes with you. Like, to this day, if I walk in the Subway, I'm traumatized by, like, I feel like it's still on me. It's crazy. Um, (laughs) But I didn't want to go. I ended up going. Because my sister was going, and um, I was just like, it might be a good time, like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I had, like, hated God or anything. It just, I felt distant from him. I felt like I was just alone. And I felt also very, very misunderstood. Like, it was just a lot going on in that time with, like, my emotions and mental health. And so, but of course, I wasn't showing it. Um, I tend to mask all of that just to be stronger for other people. And, um, that was something I had to work on as well. But anyway, long story short, I'm tending, I'm drifting on. I went to, um, I went to the church the first night and I, I loved it. Like God, his presence was there so heavy, so heavy. So like, I was like, literally after I got home that day, I was like, bro, we going back tomorrow. We going back tomorrow. I don't care if I have to work 10 hours, bro. I'm going back tomorrow. And I went back the next day and that day I rededicated my life to Christ. I, um, I was at the service and the service was just life changing. The people who were preaching, um, it was a prophet and a prophetess. They're, um, a married couple and they were doing like, um, tag team preaching almost. And so, um, it was just so good. Like it was so good. And then after the service was over, you know, we were just walking around, sticking around, and um, we were talking to the prophet and the prophetess, and they just started prophesying, and then they just started talking to me about some thing, I, things I had been dealing with and stuff like that. Um, but that night, I really felt God's presence so much. So, bro, I was ready to be like, it was like 12 o'clock. Like, it was literally 12 o'clock. We didn't get home to like 12, 20-ish. Literally, I was at that service, it was 12 o'clock, I was ready to grab a pillow and a blanket and just sit there. Like, if you ever felt the presence of God for real, like, I felt it so heavy that night, I could not sit still. Like, I was ready to grab a pillow and a blanket and just be there. Like, I was like, I don't even want to leave, bro. Like, you can lock your doors. I'm going to stay right here. Y'all got AC? Because I am i don't even care if y'all got AC. Like, I don't care. I was ready to just be in that moment. And so that day I dedicated my life, my rededicated my life to Christ and I came back to him. So 
it happens. There's moments where we tend to drift. There's moments where we tend to get lost. But God still brought me out. And that's it's, it's why I'm, I'm really grateful because in that moment where I felt misunderstood, when I felt lonely, when I felt like this is it, like there's, there's no more better for me. Like this is just my life. It's just a repeated cycle of just misery. God reached into reach reached into that moment, pulled me out of that moment. And he gave me that joy, that peace, you know what I'm saying? That feel that purpose, you know, that relationship I got to build with him was literally life changing. So from there on, I, I made it my life's mission to really like no more, straddling the fence no more you know what I'm saying like every moment every now and then there's moments I get discouraged there's moments where I get in this little funk but I, I don't like to t- like sit in it you know like um I made this analogy on one of the episodes I did when I was doing life of Christian teen podcast and I said um when you haven't showered or you just feel dirty most people don't just sit in the funk they're like nah bruh this got to go. I'm, this is disgusting. Like I feel gross. You go and get up and you go take a shower. And that's what I have to do. Like when I get in those moments of funk where I may like not read my Bible for one to two days, I don't like to go that I don't like to go a long period of time or even a short period of time without reading my Bible because I know that builds into a habit. It's almost like it's, they say it takes, um, like if it takes five years, it can take five years to build a career. But it takes five seconds to destroy it. Same thing. It can take a good minute to get in a habit of reading your Bible. But it can just take one day from falling off to destroy it if you don't pick it back up. Or you don't nip that in the bud. Because that's how the enemy works. So we all have these moments. Even when I felt guilty. Like I used to distance myself from God. Because I thought he was upset with me. Like if I was like sinning or knowingly sinning. I was like he don't want to be around me. Like he's not... He don't want to be with me right now because I'm just, I'm too, I'm too unworthy. I literally used to think that and distance myself. And sometimes that's how I end up in those funks where I start to distance myself from God just because I think of something I did. You know what I'm saying? That's not true. Like whenever you feel like God doesn't want to be around me because I just sin, that's not true. That's condemnation. Condemnation is a trick of the enemy. I... Everyone talks about, you know, like it's a red flag when someone likes John three sixteen, which I understand what you're saying, but it is a very powerful verse. Um, but what I also love with John three sixteen is John three seventeen that tells us that Jesus did not come into this world to condemn the world, but that through him the world would be saved. And I love it because Jesus isn't a person that just sells wolf tickets. He doesn't just talk the talk he actually walks what he says as well so we see um in one of the um situations where um the woman who committed adultery they bought him to jesus just to see what he would say because she was caught in the act of adultery and they wanted to see what she would say like i wanted to see what he gonna say you know like since he's you know since he think he's a big dog and whatnot let's see what he got to say about this because moses said that a woman who commit adultery, she need to be stoned. Let's kill her. You know what I'm saying? But Jesus said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And I love this because um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful story altogether in so many different ways. On one account, um, 
Jesus was the only one standing there that didn't have sin. Right? So, he is the only person that could have casted the stone. But guess what he did? He didn't do that. Because he didn't come to condemn the world. That's just not, that's not what he came to do. Right? So, he didn't condemn her, but he corrected her with love, which is the second point that I love. Instead of, God doesn't want to condemn us, but he wants to correct us. Because if you notice in the story, he didn't just say, go on, girl. Like, you know, say, go. He told her, no, don't, just don't do it no more. He didn't throw a stone at her. He didn't curse her out. You know what I'm saying? You slender. You're not supposed to do this. My father said, you not. you know what I'm saying? He didn't do that. He didn't yell at her. He wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Don't do it again. And that's, that's the big, that's a really big part with, with, um, us falling into sin and us falling away is okay repent and turn from it and and it's funny because well it's not funny but it's funny because with the second timothy 2 and 22 scripture the first part of that scripture says flee and you see that not only in just the second timothy um, 2 and 2 verse but you also see that in so many other verses where god is like flee and he's typically telling us to flee from sexual desires flee from our youthful desires which is related to our sexual desires um, and pride and free from all the things of the enemy. But when you flee, don't just run away from it, run to God. Like when you turn away from that, don't just turn away from it, but run to God. Right? So I love that he was telling them like, don't judge her because y'all are the same as her. You know what I'm saying? Sin is sin, point blank, period. So let who he who without sin cast the first stone. Go ahead and do it. And they couldn't do it. They all turned around and walked away. But Jesus, the one who had no sin, could have condemned her. He could have stoned her and killed her. Honestly, it's Jesus for real. He ain't need no stones to kill her. Okay? He could have did. He, you know what I'm saying? Couldn't nobody even seen that. You know what I'm saying? FBI couldn't. They wouldn't even figure it out. He just that smooth. But he doesn't. Because he, he loves us. So he doesn't. He doesn't condemn us. You know what I'm saying? So, when we fall, we shouldn't fall to condemnation and thoughts. Thoughts of condemnation. But we need to run back to God and repent. So, in the story of the prodigal son, when he was in trouble, the Bible tells us that he went to look for work to fix his problem. He tried to fix it on his own by feeding pigs. But the Bible says when he came to himself, when he remembered who he was, when he came to some sense, he went back to the father and repented and humbled himself. So sometimes when we drift from God, we tend to try to fix it on our own and we should not. Because really think about it. If we needed, if we could fix our own problems, why would we need a savior? What would be the point of Jesus if we could fix our own problems? So I love this because out of this whole story, it shows us like when he really realized who he was, when he came to his sense, he was like, you know what? I'm going to just go home and repent to my father. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to fix this myself? And I'm struggling. I'm going to just go home to my father. And he did. So remember who you are. And I think a lot of times when we mess up and when we feel guilty, 
we have to remember that our mess ups are not who we are. Our sin is not who we are. Our problems is not who you are. It's just not. And sometimes we tend to think that and we have to get out of our mind, that mindset of, um, we are what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not, I don't like doing that. Like, even when I'm calling somebody something, I don't like labeling them that. You're just doing acts of it. You know what I'm saying? Because you can break out of it. That may be what you're doing in the moment. You may be lying in the moment, but I don't want to tie that to you only because I'm not going, I'm not even going to, um, and people be like, you're fooling yourself because you're, you're thinking that they're, um, like, they're just, they're a liar. They, I mean, they are lying. But I really don't like tying people to that because I feel like you could come out of that. That's not something, that's not who you are. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just not something I like to do. So remember who you are. You're the child of a king. You are a joint heir with Christ. Like, I feel like sometimes we don't stop enough to sit there and think about who we are. Like, that's just so powerful. And the devil keep trying it, like, like, go, go. So, we have to remember to repent and ask God for forgiveness. Because he's not like humans. He's not petty. You know, I'm, I'm recently I'm trying to work on learning to limit my petty. I'm only petty when I'm driving. And I be trying not to be, so I'm working on that. But God is not petty, like us humans. <laughs> Okay, so like if so if you ask somebody for forgiveness, they'll be like, "Yeah, I forgive you." But they keep bringing it up. That's not how God operates. God doesn't just see us by our sin. Like he doesn't be like, "Oh, you're the one that had premarital sex. Oh, you're the one that cussed out that waitress about 6 months ago." That's not who he is. He knows you by name. He knows you who he created you to be. Okay, he's just trying to help you become that person. So run to God and ask for forgiveness. So I don't want you to drift because of the tactics of the devil because he really do be trying it though. And that's a lot of the time. I think that's one of the, um, the hard parts is, um, trying to discern your thoughts and be like, that's not of God. Because once you understand the word, you'll understand what's of God and what's not of God. And if you don't read the word, every thought is just going to be together and you can't discern what's right from what's wrong or what's logical and what doesn't make sense. So, yeah. So, the the, the stories, I love these three parables um, because they tell the same message. God loves you. And that's not just like some cliche, because it does sound like a cliche, like, Everybody says that, like, oh my goodness. But I'm I'm so serious. These three stories really convey that God loves you, which I know you're expecting me to say something else. Like, um, no, it's about returning home and being lost, but now you're being found, and then all of heaven being rejoicing for you being found. And that's true. That is completely true. That is the theme to all of these. But I feel like when you pay attention to each of these stories you'll understand that God loves you like you lose one sheep out of a hundred sheep and you chase down that one you lose one coin out of ten coins and you chase that one 
that's love. But I also love, um, cause you know, Jesus could have used any symbol, you know what I'm saying? He could have used anything. Why did he choose sheep? Why did he choose a coin? We are his sheep. Okay. We we're his sheep. That is why I believe he chose sheep for the first one. But when I looked at coins, coins are something that is valuable. And to me, that's saying that we're valuable to him. You know, like he loves us. We, we're not like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're valuable to him. He loves us. He would chase us down to help us get closer to him, to help, to heal us, to, you know what I'm saying? To love us, to care for us. So that's love. So when you get straight and when you get lost, God doesn't want you to stay there. He wants you back. He wants to have a relationship with you. And I think that's something that is really, really important. I really want you to know. So wherever you are, if you're listening and um, you're just coming back to Christ, um, welcome home. I love to see. I do. I think that's one of my favorite things ever is to watch people give their lives to Christ. Because like I always said, it's one of, it's the best decision that I ever made. And I don't never, I don't like people be like, well, don't force me. I don't force nobody to do nothing. I just talk about my experience with Christ and how he saved my life. Not because me growing up in the church, not because, you know, my parents forced it down my throat. That wasn't it either. Cause my parents didn't teach me the religion. My parents taught me the love. They taught me the love of God. And I think that's something, that's something that stuck with me and led me to, um, have my own relationship with him. So no, it wasn't, it wasn't growing up in church. It wasn't the 50 million sermons I've heard before I got saved or before I rededicated my life to Christ. It wasn't culture, society, the America pushing down the white man religion. It wasn't none of that. It wasn't, it was the fact that God saved my life. Jesus saved my life from a place that I thought I would never make it out of, um, being mentally trapped is a dangerous place because what happens on the inside affects what you produce on the outside. So it's like I said, it's the greatest decision I've ever made. I don't care if I go and play the lottery and I choose to scratch off one number rather than scratch off this one and win it. Choosing Christ was, is, and forever will be the greatest decision I ever make. And for you, it's the greatest decision you will or have ever made. Um, and make on this side of life, um, with choosing Christ, it gave me so many gifts, a beautiful relationship and, um, the gift of eternal life, but not here though, cause I don't show don't want to live forever on earth, but in heaven with my father, um, and my savior. So I really, 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 really pray that you think, um, from, like I said, from wherever you're listening to, whether you're listening right now and you don't know Christ, I pray that you give your life to Christ. The word says, if you believe with your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross for your sins, that you will be saved and he raised. Of course, that's the best part of the story. Like, you know, it, it's, it's the greatest part of the story that he didn't just die, but he rose again three days later. And it's crazy because 
one of the hardest bars I ever heard of. And, you know, most people be like, don't disrespect other people's religion. I don't care in this instance. Because Caleb Gordon said, he said, name another guy that you know that died and came back by himself. I could end the EP on that alone because that's crazy. Like, that bar just go crazy. It's like, but for real, though, think about it. You know what I'm saying? But if he really is amazing. He really, really, really is amazing. Um, But, yeah, like I said, if, if you're drifting, if you're feeling like you're you're losing hope, if you're feeling like God won't forgive me, I've seriously gone too far. Um, Let me remind you that Paul literally killed Christians and came to Christ. You're straight. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm not. He really did it. But still, there, God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. When he saw you, he had purpose for you. He saw you long before your mama and daddy was thinking about you. He was like, yeah, that one right there, I got a time and place for her. I got a time and place for him. I got purpose for that person. He loves you. He loves you. Like I can't stress that enough. So come back to him. Come to him. Stay with him from wherever you are, whether you're with him right now and you're trying to build a relationship, keep going. Whether you're trying to get back to him, keep going. Whether you're trying to, if you want to have a relationship with him, I, pers- I pray that you do. Um, it ain't easy. It really ain't easy. It's not going to be easy. Um, but it's, like I said, it's, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Um, so let's pray. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to have another podcast episode, Lord God. Lord God, allow the words, Lord God, that you have given me to touch these people's heart, Lord God, so that they may not stray away from you and they may stay with you and continue to build a relationship with you, Lord God. Lord God, hear their hearts, hear their cry, Lord God. Help them in whatever situation that they may be in and currently facing. God, I ask that you help me in the same situation. Lord God, allow us to deepen our relationship with you. For we love you, we lift you up, and we honor you. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen, 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 amen. I made it under 40 seconds. I meant 40 minutes. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> but both the podcast socials and my socials are listed, linked in the bio below. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to talk. Sometimes people just want to talk. I honestly do recommend that you talk to Jesus first. Um, I think that's the, I, 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 it's a life changer. When you start changing all of your conversations to just talking, to um, just ranting to people, I suggest you talk to Jesus. I love talking to him. I just talk to him all day long. Um, but yeah, I'm here. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, I always warn people that every now and then I may just drop off social media platform just for like a couple weeks. Um, maybe a week, maybe a day. It don't, I never know. So, um, the safe bet is to just text me, not call me really. Cause I'd be busy all day. So just text me. I'll get back to you when I can. You can also leave voicemails for me as well. I love getting voicemails. If you guys send me voicemails, maybe one day we'll do an episode where I just listen to the voicemails and just answer any questions and things like that. But that's if I get enough. So tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to come listen to the Second Timothy 2 and 22 podcast. Make sure you share. And I love you guys and I will see you guys in the next episode.